we've got uh the Spotify app. Yeah. And it's uh it's got stats on it. We got the stats on the podcast. And we want to we want to increase the stats. Mm. In all areas, mm. the numbers need to go up. It, yeah, we want to see sharp increase <laughs> in numbers. And the only way we can do that is with the listeners' help. Yeah, the, we can't do this on our own because they have ways of uh, stopping people like listening to their own shows again and again mm. and leaving the same reviews again and again. You'd have to create hundreds of different accounts with hundreds of different e- email addresses. So mm. we need you to help us. And my mom's already done a review. My yeah. girlfriend's done a review. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anyone else to My do My girlfriend it. has not done a review. Um, well, is she? So that if she's listening, she needs to make a good one. What I thought um, might be a good idea is if you're listening to this now, you have, you can just leave a five star review now. Just click the five. We're not interested in anything less than five. Also, like you don't even have to listen to the podcast. Just yeah, do it. <laughs> just do it right now. Um, we'll give you like a five second moment right now to just click five stars. It literally takes two seconds. So just do that. Right now. Okay. Okay. Done. Yeah. That Done. wasn't there so. You go. Yeah, That's that wasn't so hard. Guaranteed few little ratings there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this well, we're actually doing because we have the Spotify app, but you can't review it on Spotify. You can only review it on on Apple. But hey, look, what? No matter what, just review it on that iTunes. Just fucking go and out of your way and review this show, please. Thank you. <laughs> um. So today's show is Netflix special. Yeah, Netflix. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Netflix, Netflix good. I like it. There's a lot of crap on there, but it's, I think there's enough on it to, you know, I like Netflix. I think it's a, it's a good thing. I've nothing really bad to say How about it. How should we save this week or the last couple of weeks by not going to the cinema? Well, I went to the cinema to see one of the Netflix movies. Yeah, so, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I don't, cause I don't, do you pay for your Netflix subscription? Uh, we have a family membership. Yeah, me too. But I do not pay towards the family membership no no no, no, no. <laughs> i i don't i have i've every time it, it came to a stage when i was living in new york and stuff every time i'd go to log in i'd be like please still work like <laughs> yeah it's amazing that they allow that though like they're mm. fully you can get like what five or six users on one subscription like, that's very we have, good value. we have six we have six users and how much is it at 10 or a month or we have six users but i'm pretty sure anna's using my account as well so and I log in constantly all the time on other friends' computers. So they're pretty liberal, I think, with the amount of logins and stuff you can mm. have. It's amazing because like Spotify are pretty yeah. strict on like you can only have one device streaming at yeah. a time and stuff. Oh, I had to fucking give my tax details to get onto the family Spotify account. Really? <laughs> I had to I had to meet them in person and yeah. give them my passport and take them to the, the hospital the, you were born in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> introduce them to my great-grandparents yeah <laughs> that's mad but like netflix seems so like i wonder yeah are they making money well i guess they are making money because they're churning no, out i think netflix is one of those new what do they say like new capitalist companies where they burn shit tons of cash mm. and their their value is high because of their because of the amount of money they might make but right now they're losing an awful lot of money i think everything's being reinvested back into netflix they're spending so much money yeah on on the amount of uh films and stuff that they've made it's really remarkable the netflix story really like what it was was just a streaming site now it's one of the biggest well it initially was a thing that posted you dvds when netflix first started they posted dvds to you really i maybe amazing i might have made that up but i think it's true sounds right yeah (laughs) (laughs) you just said it (laughs) yeah i think they posted dvds to you and then when after you'd watch them you'd post them back and then they were like why don't we Cut out the middleman here and just put the DVD, the DVDs on the internet. Or I feel like the selection, and this is coming from 
uh, I watch a lot of European art films. That's like something I like a mm. lot. When when I'm in a kind of I want to watch a movie mood, it's often going to be coming from that uh, area. And when Netflix start, first started up, it had fucking everything. It yeah. had everything. Yeah. I could watch all of the film, all of like Fellini's on there, Antonioni, like really weird left field stuff. It Love was all on guys. there. And then, and then like I, w- I went to do that again um, like in the last year or so and it's just nothing's there there's zero yeah so stuff doesn't stay on there forever like things mm. go up for a certain period of time and then they come back off so i think there's websites like i know there's definitely reddit uh channels that will show you what's coming up on netflix yeah in the next week or the next month mm. and what's going to be taken down it's because i think we- weird weekends louis theroux's weird weekends yeah i think that was on it but i think it might be gone off in it but I it's not i mean i know they have like a rolling selection but i'm saying like as a whole the selection was vast and now it is quite thin in terms of the move movies and i think it's more rolling now yeah like there's movies coming in and out but like it seems very very thin in areas that i would be interested um i mean there's only like three shows that i i watch on it that mm. i and they justify having it i guess because I, I literally i don't pay for it my sister does yeah um <laughs> but yeah i mean i think the selection's thin what do you think about their library of films i definitely think i'd i'd, I'd open it up I, 90s thrillers they have covered pretty well you can always find some 90s thriller That's on there true. to watch but if you're just opening it's rare that i'd open up netflix without an idea just being like i want to watch something and i'd quickly find something that I, like i feel like i spend a lot of time just browsing through it and like well, is that fun though i mean people waste i mean it's one of the biggest criticisms is that you waste mm. shit tons of time just browsing and browsing and then mm. you just end up on something that no one was really that happy with and then you yeah. watch it you know that's kind of seems to be the netflix experience especially if you're in a group of friends mm-hmm. yeah it is like i'd love to know like we we're talking about stats like i'd love to see the stats on how much time i've spent browsing netflix <laughs> rather than like compared to like how much time i've actually spent yeah. watching stuff because i'd say it's long but once like once you get an idea of the you can kind of get an idea of the kind of films they would have and they wouldn't have like if you're like you know, if you think of a random film someone tells you about, you can kind of be like, oh, that's not going to be on Netflix. Like you can kind of, mm. they have a certain genre or something that you, yeah. you know is going to be there. The, the, uh, there's a website called kissmovies.id and it has every film that I could, I've ever searched on it. And you literally just type the film in and it, uh, it has it there in mm. HD. And my friend showed it to me the, like two weeks ago or something like that. And, um, and it's like, better than netflix but i still use netflix is it uh, is it a, a free site like yeah it's free it's a, it's legal i guess oh well i, I wouldn't use that then <laughs> <laughs> i mean i assume you don't either you just know you just know of it is it i just know about it i've never actually used obviously <laughs> but it's it's um it's interesting now to see like films like uh, a lot of films, big ones that are getting released are st- getting both the Netflix release and the cinema release. Yeah. And it seems to be working quite well. Like the first film we're going to review, The Irishman, mm-hmm. that has been sold out in the Lighthouse Cinema, which is a big cinema in Dublin, um, like every weekend, I think, since it came out. Yeah. So that's cool to see that even though it's out on Netflix, it's a little bit later, it's the 27th, but yeah. Um, and it came out in theaters on the 1st of November, I mm-hmm. think. But uh, it's cool to see that it's still selling out in theaters as well as getting the super quick yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah. thing. So I, 
I feel like Netflix is good in that it's not necessarily taken away from movies being released in theaters or whatever. It's mm-hmm. cool that it's doing both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think people want to see Martin Scorsese's new film in the cinema. Yeah. Um, they want to do that. It's like, because he's so popular as a director. So yeah, it's good. I will, I would say it's probably, if you look at the box office receipts overall, maybe we should have looked at that before we did this show. Mm. But I'd say they are thinner like they're or i'm using the word thin a lot they are smaller mm. uh than than regular opening weekends or whatever mm. um but yeah they they make interesting stuff they've made some good stuff over the last couple of years the first uh movie we're gonna review um i think was a very good film yeah i agree um do you want to roll the reviews i don't see why we wouldn't okay so the first film is uh the irish man martin scorsese's long-awaited new film with uh, just about everyone you could possibly think of yeah is in it um and here will we go with me first yeah you first then me okay well here's what i thought of it um so i just saw the irishman when i realized that it's uh, three and a half hours long i thought i'd need the cinema experience to kind of get me through the whole thing because that's a long time to just sit in your living room watching a movie. Um, and I was right in that assumption. It was a very long film. Um, it was good. I liked it a lot. Uh, but yeah, the, the main thing that stood out from it was that it was very long. Um, and I think that's kind of an issue because it makes you it makes you question scenes as time goes on. You get more critical of individual scenes like you know in, in, in a two-hour film you don't find yourself going ah should they really have put this in should they really have put that in but then once it goes beyond the like two and a half hour point you really start going like do i really need to be seeing this happening or th- that happening um especially when you know you have another whole hour to go so that kind of i think nearly takes away from it if it doesn't seem completely necessary but in saying all that i do think uh yeah, it was good. I liked it a lot. Um, one thing that was kind of weird was with CGI done to make him look younger. And I believe how they do that is they just act it out normally and then they layer on some effects. But it really kind of looked like I was watching like a PS4 game or something for some of it. Like, it was really weird. It was hard to say. Like, it didn't look fake, but it just had some kind of unnatural look to it. Like, when their faces would turn or they'd look to one side or especially like if they ate food or if they like if their faces touched anything it just looked kind of strange and kind of makes me wonder if that will date badly like in 20 years will it look like they just had like cgi characters doing all the roles in this film um for some reason i can't really control the rate of my breathing properly while i'm doing this so i'm gonna uh <laughs> i'm gonna wrap this one up but yeah you kind of got the got the got the uh, got the idea yeah, uh, I don't know what was happening to me there, but <laughs> I couldn't really suffocating. Yeah, I couldn't really breathe properly. Uh, I was walking home. I think I was walking a bit fast, and I was really like, <laughs> I was actually listening back to it. it. Was making me kind of like find it hard to breathe. But uh, yeah, I was a long, a long-winded rambling review for a a long-winded rambling movie. But um, yeah, let's see, let's see if you thought the same. Okay. <laughs> hey, just went to see the Irishman, um, the new Scorsese flick. All three hours and 30 minutes of it yeah it was really good i really liked it i thought it was fantastic very long but it's similar to raging bull it's similar to goodfellas it's like one of those 
long films where you get the whole scope of someone's life and um, you have amazing acting in it. Uh, De Niro's fantastic, Pacino's fantastic, Pecci's fantastic. Um, even Ray Romano, who's the, from Everybody Loves Raymond, he's brilliant in it too. Um, it's really interesting. It's kind of like Scorsese's in the later years of his life and he's clearly dealing with that as a subject. And you have this old character who's looking back on his life, um, his life filled of, with you know being involved in the mafia and the mob and unions and he you know he's he's weighing up his actions and he's wondering i guess he's he's, he's got regrets and he's looking on his past life and, and wondering whether he regrets his his choices which i think is a pretty universal theme even though uh, the things he does might not be universally um something you can go oh i remember doing that or that's something that relates to me uh you know stamping on someone's hand on the curb <laughs> Or racketeering or you know influencing u.s elections but the you know the theme of regretting and like looking back on your life i think we can all look at that and sort of draw something from it it's a uh, yeah it's it, for three hours 30 minutes um i will say that is i think that is too long for the film there's some scenes that could have been cut there was a funny moment after the film i i've never seen a queue for the toilet as long as that obviously because there was the cinema was just full of people just holding their wee in <laughs> which is a funny thought that scorsese's what i think is you know near near up to a masterpiece is is uh is just being watched by a load of individuals completely full of wee uh <laughs> but anyway it's a great film i uh a lot to think about when the film's that long it's kind of hard to say whether you you know what the themes were because it's just so long and there's so much in it but it's really rich it's quite funny and um it's cool and it's yeah it's a good watch he's done it again funny and cool funny and cool follow we yeah he's done it again he has done it again that is what, what you said like i, I nearly found when i left it had, it had been on for so long that i couldn't really remember what had happened do you know what i mean yeah i, I got out and i was like Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's almost like uh, the when the film is like that, especially when it's about someone's life, the earlier scenes almost seem like memories of of yours or something. It's mm. kind of this weird thing, like because it's a life and, and the instances aren't like mm. these great moments of uh, significance. They're kind of like simple little scenes it kind of feels like memories or something. And you, you yeah. remember them like, oh, that happened. and Oh, this happened. Yeah. Um, it's like you're remembering a film you watched a few days ago yeah. <laughs> and then you just watched a different one like uh, I, I I have to say I, I really think it was a brilliant film I, I really think it was quite brilliant I thought it was really good but at the same time what, what like would you agree in that like it didn't bring anything new to the table in terms of like gangster films in, in my opinion mm, like yeah no for me uh I think the that thing of Old, of looking at it from an old person's perspective i think looking at it from the end of life that mm. that is that was what interested me i think uh, in a lot of his earlier films it's kind of like people doing bad things and having sort of uh, mo like choosing the wrong path and stuff like that mm. this time he's looking at it from like an old guy uh looking back at his whole life i thought that was an interesting angle because mm. i think that's where he is in his own life so there's kind of things coming through there yeah but other than that it was yeah, it was a pretty standard uh, Scorsese kind of like. Yeah, like even like the, the story arc was like, you know, blue collar, working man, mm. starts doing a few bits and bobs and then, you know, you know the rest. Like, and yeah. I, 
I, I, not that that's a bad thing, but I'm kind of like, if I was looking at, at Scorsese's filmography as a whole, if mm. that wasn't in it, even though I did like it, i like, it didn't, it kind of was, it was just another, another one of those films, you know? No, I'm not, I'm not, which I, I think, uh, I think that, the, that he's, he's, he's going into new ground and that he's doing like, yeah, he's taking the old trope of an old Scorsese film. He hasn't done a film like this in quite a while, you know, mm. like, uh, they're usually about different topics. So like having a gangster film, I don't think he's done one since the nine, the Departed is kind of a gangster film as well, I guess. But, um, like to to take it and do it from kind of this older perspective, and he's bringing in a few different themes. But what what did the older perspective add to it? Because that was just kind of like the narration. I think like remorse, uh, and like looking back on your life, and and like the simple small little decisions that you make, and maybe the thing that you uh, that you, I mean, I don't know how how to talk about it without, mm-hmm. like, but like his relationship with his daughter is, is is something that he looks back on and he thinks about a lot mm. uh, in his later life. But you can see that during his life, it's not something he thinks about mm. and he, his decisions aren't based on that. And you can see that like he would live his life differently. And I think that gives new kind of gravitas to the scenes and everything that happens. I, I just felt like, you know, like, you know, the way Goodfellas is like narrated and it's kind of all like a, like a story in the past. I didn't feel like him being old added anything to that i was just like it's a guy looking back because he was quite old when he was a gangster for a lot of it like he was already a pretty old guy mm. when he was a gangster so it's not like he was looking back at his at his youth like i think in the film he starts being a gangster when he's like 50 yeah yeah so like it's not like he's an old man looking back oh my wasted youth he's like i did this shit like a few years ago yeah but it's like it's actions uh, i think like if you look at goodfellas the narrator there is kind of looking back and going like man they were the good old days how do we get away with all of that like like it's kind of like romanticizing the past in other ones, like it's it's kind of like showing the violence and talking about the violence. Whereas this one, I think it's about regret. This film is about regretting something and the things that you've done and weighing it all up in the end. And uh, I don't know. I like I like I like that. I didn't really <laughs> see the regret. I didn't get a sense of regret from it. Like I don't. I just I just felt like he was just kind of being like. This, what this. about when he's in the wheelchair and when he's in the? Yeah, he's just old. Like if he even if he wasn't a gangster, he would have been an old man in a wheelchair. <laughs> old like. Being a gangster didn't put him in a wheelchair. Being old put him in a wheelchair. Mm. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. What did you think of the old PlayStation Four graphics? Yeah, that's the that the first time you see the uh, the CGI on the face. Um, it's it's striking. Yeah, uh, I forgot that it was in it, and then I saw his face, and he kind of just has like a veil over him or something. It's it looks weird. weird, especially when there. I remember he angled his face down to look at a car engine, mm. and it looked really odd on the nose. Yeah. Um, it does. You forget about it. I think after seeing it for a while, it like uh, I completely forgot about it. But then uh, I did walk out of it thinking the exact same thing as you. It was mm. like in five years, this film will look crap. I think it will. It, it, it'll look really weird. And I, I, it's funny. I can't remember who, maybe Cav was saying that uh, it suited some people's faces more than others. Like Joe Pesci, youngified, looked kind of fine. Yeah. But then I thought, I thought Al Pacino looked the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he looked, looked really like... PlayStation-y. Yeah. Al Pacino was brilliant, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess maybe just a quick thing on how good all the acting was. Yeah, I think great. all of it was... Those guys are just fucking amazing at acting. Yeah. All yeah. of them. It was nice. Joe Pesci was like... It was nice to see him kind of... I don't know. I feel like he's usually just like an accessory in the film. But in this, he was pretty pretty big character. Yeah, essential. Is, and he did an nice. amazing job. Yeah. What did you think of like the plot and the, 
the like tying it sort of with uh, American history and things happening and stuff and how, showing how involved the mob was with lots of stuff that happened. That was one thing I really actually wanted to mention and I, I intended on saying it in my voice review. There were times in that film where I hadn't a fucking clue what was going on. Oh, really? <laughs> oh my, there were so many bits where like the unions and the, and the, and the, the talking about the pre- influence in the elections and working with the unions and the unions wanted this and the gangsters wanted this and this person was president <laughs> of this thing. And I was like, well, I don't know what they're talking about. And there was times where like, we got to stop him from doing this. And I'd be like, yeah. I don't understand, first of all, what they're stopping him from doing. And I also don't understand the implications of... Mm. Like, did you ever feel like a bit lost? I think, yeah, well, I suppose where I got lost, and it's actually where I always get lost in a Scorsese film, is the names. It's mm. always, there's like 500 different names. Yeah. And they get, you, you, you'll you get a guy and he'll come in and he'll be like, this is Bakugo. And then, and then this guy is Banano. And this yeah. is Benino. And oh, then like Johnny next scene, Big he's Balls. like, Benino was taking the car out to Banano. But they backtracked on, uh, you know, Forchese. And you're yeah. like, who are these yeah. people? It's only when you see them, they, you know, you can't remember that many names so quickly. Mm. So I always get confused with the names in, in, yeah. in these films. <laughs> it's, it's tough. And, just like understanding that the, what's at stake for each character. Like it seemed like certain things were had more significance to different people. Also, another thing that didn't help with the names and my confusion was the way the gangsters speak, which is must have been how they did speak, but in the roundabout way of never actually saying anything directly. So yeah. they'd be like, yo, he says that this is it. And they go, what, what, what do you mean? Oh, you go, I love this is things. it. Yeah. They go, this is it. Who said it? He did. <laughs> but- he Who's, and Did you then, not think they were really funny? Those I seats? like, I yeah. liked it. I actually, I really like that stuff, and I feel like that's what you know. That was one of my favorite bits about the film. But at the same time, that didn't help the fact that I didn't have a clue what was going on. It's like <laughs> yeah. not only did I not understand yeah, what was yeah, happening, yeah. they were talking like that. So I was like, "What is happening?" Yeah, there's a there's a scene where where um where someone's like being faced like basically I think getting some sort of a hit called on them or something like that, and like the the way they say it is just like it's it. Yeah. And he goes, what? He's like, this is it. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean it's it? And they both know what they're talking about, but they're yeah. not saying it at all. Mm. And he nailed, that goes on throughout the film. And that's like the funniest stuff ever. Yeah. When they're doing that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just the thing, I remember what I was going to say earlier, just I heard a good, uh, Mark Kermode mentioned it, a good thing about the, um, or a good point about the face, the age reduction thing was, mm. uh, the fact that their faces look younger, mm. but in certain scenes, their bodies are clearly the bodies of old men. And there's one bit where <laughs> Robert De Niro is like attacking someone and you can see his body is really like, there's a, there's a kind of a fight scene, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like fighting someone and then his he really just looks like a granddad kind of yeah, trying yeah. to fight like a, a 30 year old and mm. his body just looks really like rigid or something. It just doesn't, it doesn't look right. It's a strange. Mm. What do you think? Like, do you, do you think maybe like, you know, I realize it's Martin Scorsese, and mm. but do you think maybe we, we you just get the young actors? You know, what I mean, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> can you do? But he's done this throughout his career, though. I mean, he he's done it with the same actor. He's done it with De Niro. Yeah, you know, several times, and I guess he just feels like for the consistency of the performance, you need to have the same actor. I think that if you had two actors playing the part, it's like an impossible thing what he wants to do. Yeah, the only time it's been done is when they did it with Boyhood, where they made a film over 12 years with the yeah. same actor. Otherwise you either have to do prosthetics or CGI uh, or get two actors. I think the best is to have the same actor because the role, the film is the same person. Yeah. Um, and you can't, I don't think two actors can do it. D- did um, you see So it's uh, imperfect, but it's 
it's, there's no solution really to it. Did you see um, Looper with Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing yeah. young Bruce Willis? And yeah. There's an aging scene where it's like the various stages of his life. And then in one <laughs> scene, it's just like Joseph Gordon-Levitt with old makeup. And the next scene is just Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> it so looks so stupid. stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty dumb. Um, uh, it's not a... And also a good example of how those guys are completely different. Like yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis yeah. are different guys. Yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. character and the whole way they play the characters is different. You don't go, that's the same guy. You go, that's two different people. Actually, it's funny now that I'm complaining about the voice the, the fa- and saying you need an actor, but there, his daughter is played by a kid at one point and then it's played mm. by an adult at another mm. point yeah. as he gets older. And like the, I was like, they don't look anything alike. <laughs> <laughs> Those two people. And so I completely contradicted myself. But I was actually complaining about how the adult version of his daughter, I was like, that doesn't look anything like the kid version. So it would be very strange to... Yeah. Do the opposite, like get a kid and give her like old, <laughs> old face. So should we, should we wrap up? Yeah, Irish but overall, like you did think it was a great movie. I know. Yeah, I think okay, that, just that is something that I need to, to make clear. So I did like it a lot. Yeah, and yeah. the whole, like, you know, I wasn't, there's definitely a point where I was like, ooh, I wouldn't mind this ending soon. Mm-hmm. But I did like the film as a whole, for yeah. sure. And you obviously did a lot I too. did. And I agree that you kind of almost need to go to the cinema for this one. Because if I was watching it at home... I just would have not been able to get nope. into it in the same way. It's too, it's too long. It is too long. And it's too, the scenes are too kind of frivolous almost. Mm. Like you're not kind of like gripped and like hooked in. Like it's yeah. you're kind of just letting it wash over you. So uh, I'd have just gone to the toilet like 15 times and yeah. then gone, oh, I'll watch the other half tomorrow or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth going to the cinema to see this one. Definitely would have been a two, a two-parter for me at home. Yeah. At, at best. <laughs> um well, talking about the king of cinema, let's move over to the next film. Nice. The King. The King. Directed by? Oh, uh, some Australian director, I think. Uh, who cares? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, what about my link there? That was okay. That was pretty good. It was. I mean, has he been called the king of cinema? Oh, I just called him that there, but he would be considered probably, you know. Have you seen The, the Last Temptation of Christ? No. It's a film directed by Martin Scorsese and Willem Dafoe plays Jesus in it. Sounds oh. mental. That sounds good. I'd like, I, I want to <laughs> see it. I think he, I think Dafoe was, was uh, or da- you know, Willem Dafoe's real name is William Dafoe. Are you joking me? No. I oh. looked it up. I saw some video with him on interview with him on some talk show and he said like, <laughs> yeah, his real name's William. And what? then he just changed it to Willem. Actors are so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's actually pronounced Defoe as well. It's William Defoe. Jesus. Willem Defoe. He just like made it shorter. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Willem. But yeah, so The Knight. It's a new one. No, The King. Yep. That's what I said. It's a new one. It's on Netflix. Um, I don't think it's getting a cinema release, but it is a very big kind of cinematic looking one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here's, here's what I thought it was. So I just watched The King. New film on netflix about king henry the fifth um starring timothy chamelay and robert pattinson very very good film i really really enjoyed it um it's just like good old kind of uh, war knights knights kings and knights fighting all the british king times but i thought it was really good it was really cool the depiction of it like um the battle scenes were really like raw and good and like not pretty and like you could really feel like like their armor was real like clunky and heavy and it made like being in battle look real bad and all the fight scenes were just real messy and just guys like slamming into each other and stuff which was like cool to see 
Um, like, yeah, as I said, it just everything looked real heavy and, and tough. And um, yeah, I really, I thought it was great. Um, I watched with Owen. He said bits of it were he found kind of drawn out or maybe a bit boring, which I could kind of understand, I guess, because a lot of it's just like discussing like stuff in court and stuff, um, obviously before the battles happen. Uh, but I quite like that because uh, I thought the dialogue is really good. It's based on a play um, and there's lots of like talking like, yes, my lord, I pray you, pray you save us from this misfortune of, blah, you know, like talking like that. And um, I don't know, I just really liked how they were all speaking to each other and thought it all sounded really nice. I thought all the characters were really good. And uh, yeah, just thought it was thought it was really really cool and there's some things that happen in it that are like kind of unrealistic but they you kind of like them because in the context of the story and when you think like yeah they just are, are nice tools for the story or whatever the only bad part is um robert pattinson's in it and he's a french prince and his french accent is c'est pas très bien <laughs> it's a it's a very bad french accent Hello, you are the king of England, and I came here to kill you. That's how he's, it's actually not even, it's not even as good as that. Um, yeah, but it isn't that deadly film. Really should watch it. Looks fucking great. Costumes are great. Special effects and all. Really good choreography of fight scenes. Great dialogue, great. Just check it out. Yeah. What did you think of that movie? I thought it was uh <laughs> I thought it was quite good, but uh I <laughs> my lord, I pray you play your review. I, I it's nice uh you definitely shouldn't be a playwright. I I did a few <laughs> I did a few characters in that one. Yeah. <laughs> my lord. Uh yeah, I also went to see The King. In in my bedroom. Yeah. And in my bedroom. I don't know what the The boudoir. Yeah, the boudoir. Um, the chambers. This is what I thought. Jules finished The King with uh, Timothy Chalamet and Robert Patterson and um, a few other good actors. Um, wasn't the biggest fan of that film, if I'll be honest. It was a bit... Yeah, I guess... it. I've never had a film turn so quickly in such a single moment for me than that film. You have this young king who's kind of... Um, Yeah, he's like this young prince and he's drinking and he's whoring around and then uh, and then his dad dies and he becomes the king and he's kind of not ready for it and he he's like a good guy or whatever and he doesn't want war but war gets thrust upon him that kind of thing but um and you know i'm following it for the first third but like when robert pattinson's character comes in it just it was like child acting or something it was dreadfully awful character i really like couldn't um the whole character was just a farce he was just like this weird ridiculous thing out of a i don't know the head of, of like a friend when he's like doing an imitation of a french person it was just so stupid um and like i don't know i mean i'm not going to say the rest of the film was that stupid because it really wasn't but pattinson's performance and also just the character the way it was written was just so dumb Um, he said real stupid things like, I bet you have a tiny little English cook, like things like that, big boys, just like really stupid stuff. Um, and like from that moment, it really like fucking grabbed me 
out of the film and 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 made me kind of just start doubting it a lot there's a lot of kind of I like I did there was one thing at the end like the film I was kind of rallying against it and then uh, it pulled it back towards the end with a nice kind of twist um not a twist but it kind of like it gets some sense of its own morality but overall I, I wasn't really I thought some bits of it were kind of stupid and um yeah I wasn't really a big fan of it to be honest I thought the the acting was surprisingly bad quite quite bad and the plot was a little bit like kind of like mm, I wasn't too into it I, I'm not going to say it was completely crap, but um, I was waiting for it to be finished. I really was. And uh, yeah, and Pattinson was just like, I don't know, it was one of the worst performances. I think the Razzies will be looking for that one. I suppose another thing I forgot to add was like, because it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's like a battle film and the battle scenes I thought were pretty good. The Like the fighting, I've never seen the depiction of like the the heavy armor and the way they're kind of like when there's the scene at the start where there's a one-on-one -on -one fight and they're kind of just bashing the head off each other <laughs> they're kind of literally just bashing the head off each other and it was kind of nice to see that because i think in other films about uh, it's all like skillful sword fighting and it's all very graceful and elegant but the reality is and it's like all like it's a dance or something the reality is it's probably a bit more like bashing the heads off each other <laughs> which you get a good bit of in that film um but yeah Overall, wasn't too into it. Yeah, well, I liked it. If it's interesting, if you go point by point, mm. we actually picked up the exact same things that we liked. Mm. And whereas I come out saying I didn't like it, and you saying you did like it, but mm. both of us said the fighting is good. Both of us said Robert Pattinson was kind of crap. Mm. Both of us said there were some stupid bits in it. Mm. But I kind of went, I didn't like it. Whereas you said you did like it. Yeah. Which it, is interesting. It is. It's. I just thought it was good. I thought it looked good. I liked Timothy Chamelet. Yeah. Um, I thought he was a cool character. I liked how everything looked. Mm -hmm. I thought I liked how they were speaking. As I said, it, you know, it mm -hmm. was, I don't know. I just liked all the characters. I thought it looked cool. And yeah, Robert Pattinson was like very bad, but he's not in it that much. You know, mm -hmm. he's, he's in it. A little bit, but he only has two real scenes where he talks a lot. Yeah. Um, they're complete stinkers, but they're, yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, he was in the ad a lot. And I thought because he was in the ad a lot, he'd be like the main opponent. Mm. And then, uh, and then when I first saw him, I was like, oh God, am I going to have to deal with this shit the whole movie? Mm. Like he really is that bad. Um, yeah, we actually have like, uh, just for, uh, I don't know, just his sake. We actually have uh, examples of his French accent here, uh, just so as you can hear how good it is. I fart in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberry. That's actually, sorry, wrong clip was loaded there. <laughs> uh, the wrong one loaded there. Sorry about that. This is actually, this is actually his. Now drain your body of its blood and bury it under... A tree. A little French tree. <laughs> Giant balls with a tiny cock. <laughs> That's that is accent. Yeah, but it, what, what the problem is not only is he like not only is the accent really shit, it's also like uh he's also saying stupid shit. Yeah. That's like, why I said the writing is terrible is terrible, like, yeah. I'll 
Well, I'll, I'll drain your body of its blood and bury it under a tree, a little French tree. <laughs> what kind of threat is that? Oh, he's like, you have big balls, but a tiny cock. Yeah. Actually, I kind of like that. That's kind of a good... Uh, oh, stupid. The way he delivered as well was really bad. A tiny cock. Yeah. But do you want to, Do you know who the original... play? You said it was based on a play. Do you know who the original playwright was? Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah, you're saying that you didn't like the work of Shakespeare. Yeah, I thought the plot wasn't great and the, and the writing wasn't great. Yeah, Shakespeare. You're denying... You're saying Shakespeare's no good. He's, you know, he's the best. Maybe that's just some trauma from the leaving cert coming yeah. out. Maybe, but he, uh, I, I thought like the battle was great. I liked the, the kind of like asterisk and obelix kind of thing of the king. And then he had his mate mm. from before he was a king. And then he, he kind of yeah. sorted him out, took him into the, mm. into the white house. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, did you not just think it looked cool? Like the sieges were cool. The yeah. fighting was very good. Yeah. And- I think, I, I mean, looking back on it, I think my main problem was really the, uh, there was one or two speeches and there was a little bit slow that kind of didn't get me going. Mm. But, um, overall I thought, yeah, I like the, he has like this relationship with his, his, the guy, I forgot his name, Sir John. He's like his flatmate, basically. Yeah. And, and they have a really good relationship and he does some cool shit. But my issue I think was that it it kind of tried to be two things. I love these kind of medieval sword fighty films. Mm. They're almost my favorite. Like Braveheart is one of my favorite films. Yeah. And like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. And uh, and with those kind of movies, they're usually like not that serious. They're kind of highly emotional, but they uh, they kind of have cool shit happening in them. And this film had cool shit happening in it, but then it also had like this serious stuff. And I did I wasn't too sure on how well they married uh, together. Like you have this Shakespeare script, I guess, and then mm. you have uh, like I will. You have a tiny cook little pose, and mm. it's just mm. like. <laughs> uh, but like no, the the first shot. I saw it. I was like, wish I saw this in the cinema. It looks yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. It did. It, it did look very good. And, but do you know what I mean? Like I felt like some of the, some of the more weirder bits that happened in it, when I found out it was a play, I felt like that kind of justified it a bit. Like some of the yeah. kind of silly, nearly kind of convoluted or like unrealistic aspects of it. And then I was like, I could actually imagine this being in a play and being like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't know it was a play until afterwards, but yeah, there's some scenes that are, and like I think that what happens in the end kind of does tie it together mm. for me, and like a kind of problem I had with it throughout the film got resolved. So I uh, I had less problems with it than I I think I did. The, the, um, I thought like it's amazing. It's such a like impressive thing to be able to choreograph a fight to make it look not choreographed at all. Yeah, like how the the way that the battle there's a there's a battle in it where you're kind of in the in the fight and it's all mm. these guys in suits of armor just fighting each other and it just looks like such a mess like it's yeah. just so horrible looking yeah. and guys just smashing into each other and they're not even like they're kind of yeah as you kind of said they're kind of just like swinging their arms about just like yeah. it's like a mosh pit mm-hmm. and they're they're all just like hammering into each other and it looks like it was one of the coolest battle scenes i've seen like no finesse whatsoever yeah definitely um, yeah i agree completely with that all things considered, if someone was like, I'm thinking of watching The King on Netflix, what would you what would you say? Yeah, I'd say give it a watch. Yeah. Um like it's good. It's good. It's also two and a half hours long. Is it? Um is it two hours twenty, I think it runs for. Ooh, okay. Uh but yeah, I mean, no, watch it. You could definitely watch that and like it. Um mm. I, I probably wouldn't I'd tell them to listen to MK Ultra Film Podcast to find out what we thought about it first. Yeah. And well, then I'd say 
<laughs> spend an hour listening to a film podcast, then watch the film. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good. A film uh, that I probably wouldn't tell someone to watch would be the Between Two Ferns <laughs> film, <laughs> which is the next one that we're going to review. Zach Galifianakis's Galifianakis's web series, his web series Between Two Ferns, where he interviews people in a strange way got turned into a film and i watched it i just watched the between two ferns film with zach galifianakis um it was terrible really hated it <laughs> uh it was just really really stupid um i didn't expect it to be very good i never actually really found between two ferns very funny um just the jokes are all just really really stupid um there's so many famous people in it. There's like many, many fucking A-list celebrities. Uh, but yeah, it was just such a stupid film. Um, I don't, I also like don't really, I think, I feel like I didn't really like get like, the whole thing was about him like trying to, to get a show on a, on a, on a network, like on a, on a proper TV network. Cause now he's on like public access television. And he was trying to like get these interviews for the show. And I guess he was kind of like pitched to this nearly Alan Partridge style uh, kind of pathetic host who like thinks he's great, but he's actually real pathetic. And he really wants the show to succeed. But then like, I was like, okay, that's one thing. But then when he's actually on the show, he just like, it's not like he's awkward or just a bad host. He just like insults the, the people. I was like, what? Like, I don't, like he's just straight up like insults them like with specific insults to like who they are and I'm like I don't really get this like like the whole thing is about him wanting to boost the show and then he goes on because I got I thought for with between two friends before the reason he insulted them because there was no context for it it was just he was supposed to be kind of like a fed up guy who kind of wasn't interested in celebrities or whatever but then in this movie he's kind of like outside of the show he's like really invested in the show and then he goes on and he's just like acts like he's super bored and doesn't care about this it didn't make any sense and it was also just really stupid and not funny and also just seeing celebrities Celebrities just being celebrities and funny. And a lot of the jokes are just people just doing stupid shit. And it was, it was just crap. Don't watch it. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, that film's fucking crap. It, it's just so... Do you like... like What's your opinion on like Saturday Night Live? Kind of... It's yeah, just that kind of shit. not a fan. But I mean, I, I... Okay, I do like Between Two Ferns. I thought the Between you? Two Ferns is funny. Yeah. I just feel but like I, the, whole, the whole idea of him going like, so what do you... uh? You, you won an Oscar. That's strange because you're not a good actor. Like that's like the that's like a, a joke in the in the film. So when you go, what do you like? It's just him just say whatever they do. Like they're a singer, he'll just go, "You're a really bad singer," or like "You're ugly" or whatever. And it's like that's stupid. <laughs> like it's not like Alan Partridge. Like he never insults people. But it makes him feel awkward by just being a really bad host and yeah. doing silly stuff. I don't know. But, I do. I think between two ferns. I think you nailed it in that review. You said. That like the Between Two Ferns thing has this kind of he's this fed up guy and then suddenly we're getting this hour and a half backstory that nobody asked for mm. and completely contradicts the Between Two Ferns kind of message or whatever. Yeah, he he did. Didn't he get Obama on Between Two Ferns? He I think did. he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's got a good yeah show. It, I don't know. It's it's yeah. Whatever. Like whatever. About but this Between Two Ferns, I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give Between Two Ferns is fine. Like it's stupid, but like it's a ten minute long YouTube video. Like it, it can be stupid, but this is like an hour <laughs> long. Don't try and give context to something that's an hour long. And just the jokes are just like, like 
I think American humor sometimes is just like random things are funny or like <laughs> just like like there's a bit where he goes into Will Farrell's office and Will Farrell's like they they have a suitcase, they have to give him a suitcase, and he's like, put the suitcase on the ground and and kick it over to me. And then like there's this scene of a guy kicking the suitcase, but it's heavy, so it's really hard for him to kick across the room and it goes on for a while. Like, that's not funny. Stop laughing at that. That's not funny. Like, it's just stupid. Sounds kind of funny. No, no it's not. No, it's like, no. what's going on here? Yeah. Like, that's just not a, the jokes are, none of the jokes are like based on context or ever. They're just like, mm. this silly man doing a silly thing. Or like, yeah. here's a celebrity. Like, here's John Hamm from Mad Men. Um, actually, there, the one funny bit was, there's a bit where John Hamm is, is that his name? Yeah, John Hamm. Hamm. He, uh, <laughs> he's doing like a, He's doing a, an autograph signing and the sign outside the autograph signing says the original madman, John Hamm. Autograph <laughs> sign. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good. But isn't that garbage? Not even worth talking about. Stupid film. Don't even watch it. it. I don't know why they... I won't. I don't know why. Why do they make these things? I might watch the clips of the celebrity interviews online, but I have no interest in seeing the story in between. Yeah. No. Stupid. Okay. Stupid one. <laughs> Leave it be. What's next? The next film is... Um, Last year's best picture. Mm. Last year's best pick, best best picture. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Roma. Roma. Oh, now I'm doubting myself. Yeah, it was last year's best picture. It was Roma. Um, and I will double check that after the review. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it is. So uh, here it is. I watched it uh, just the other day. Do it. I just watched uh, Roma. Man, that's a very that's a deep film, very beautiful, very emotional. Some, um, I mean, I haven't burst out crying like that um, watching a film in quite a while. Like there was one moment where I just, uh, I just cracked. And then, <laughs> and, then and then, yeah, it's, um, it's really beautifully shot. What I loved was, so yeah, you, obviously you have the, this woman who's made for this uh, Mexican family and she's from she's like a, a, an indigenous mexican and then the family are kind of european mexican and um and and she's quite close with the family and she uh, gets pregnant and then the the wife of the family that she's made for the the husband uh, leaves and that's kind of the struggle and you have all this stuff with like women uh and men being you know arseholes which is just kind of funny but probably you know quite uh true over time and uh, they band together in sisterhood and then you have just this beautiful i mean it's really cinematography in it is some of the best i've seen it's weird that it's a netflix film to be honest because that looks like something you should see on the big screen uh and i know it's alfonso cron who always has great cinematography but really this one i thought that should be on the big screen um but uh, it worked really well on, on you know watching it on the telly but yeah just this amazing uh, scene construction where you have something happening in the foreground, almost a close-up of someone, but then in the background, there's all this other stuff happening. And these two kind of scenes that are within one shot play against each other. And he does that all the time uh, that you might have, let's say a woman crying in the foreground and then something happening in the background, like, uh, uh, you know, a, a man and a woman together. And uh, it kind of, you seeing that juxtaposed against each other, it's really beautiful and kind of gut-wrenching. Uh, there's a scene where there's the two women who have had men leave them and in the background there's a wedding going on. And it's just, you know, he's really good at placing these shots or situations right next to each other so that it, um, I don't know, it's almost t really gut-wrenching. 
uh, just in the one scene. You just get in conflict just looking at it. Uh, the main character doesn't speak really at all, which is really interesting as well. You kind of put a lot on her and you kind of guess how she's feeling in a lot of the situations, which leaves a lot open to interpretation. Is she unhappy about things? Is she happy about things? I, I think uh, overall, I'm not quite sure what the film's message really was. Uh, and I'd say that is open to interpretation, but overall it was a beautiful film, really well made. And uh, God, I'm glad I watched it. Mm, yeah, it's great. And when I say best picture, I mean, my personal selection for best picture. Yeah, that's uh, nothing to do with the Academy as. Awards. They, I think, chose Green Book to be the best picture mm. last year. Yeah, I was talking about my personal selection for best picture last year. No, I, I, I understood that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe this should have won because Green Book was a fucking pile of shit. But yeah. uh, <laughs> the um, yeah, this film's fucking great. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful film. It's really tough. I uh, oh, yeah. I wept. I don't like. Uh, you know when I when I cry in films, I don't know if it's the same for you. I'm not like really crying. I'm kind of mm. like doing like kind of maybe a little bit of like like wet eyes or something like that, or kind of feeling extremely emotional. This film, I wept. I kind of yeah, just yeah. burst out crying at one scene. I just went, oh yeah, my God. oh no, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's really really sad. It's yeah. so yeah, it's a real men are bastards film as well. Yeah. You're really oh like, yeah, oh, men fucking suck. God, we're the worst. Yeah, it's it looked so good. Like mm. it was one of the first. I, I guess like I'm not that. You know, I, I just watch movies. I don't really. I never really consider things like camera angles or whatever too much. But mm. I, in that one, there were definite shots where I was like, "How did they shoot this?" Yeah. Like I was really like, "There's loads of things where like the camera would turn 360 degrees mm. on the spot or like." Yeah. Stuff like that. I was like, I don't understand how they mm. how this is how they've done this. Yeah, what's really cool is that he actually shot it. Like uh that he shot his own film, which is like he was holding the camera and clicking record and doing that. Is, is that a rare thing? That's quite rare. Oh yeah. Like the, the you'd have a cameraman. Yeah. But I think he was the cameraman. He shot mm. it. He won or he was at least uh the the um director of photography mm. and he because uh, he won for best cinematography uh in the academy in, in the killian awards, in the uh, and, awards and the academy, and the academy awards. awards yeah yeah <laughs> it's um yeah well rightly so so w w would that mean like there'd still be a substantial amount of people on set and stuff though yeah yeah but i guess he um he's famous for his really nice cinematography but he uh i guess he felt like that was something he wanted to have control on and mm. um i mean it's it's a gorgeous film oh yeah lots of dog boom in the film yeah i didn't notice that lots of dog oh yeah wait yeah it's, it's entirely dog poo yeah the whole lots film has lots got of dog a lot of dog very dog, dog poo. poo centric yeah <laughs> you know the, the 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 shot there's one particular shot where the camera kind of goes into the sea and people are in the sea yeah yeah the camera yeah. goes into the sea mm. apparently they had to build like a big bridge for that but martin was telling me i think it was martin that uh he listened to an interview with the the director and yeah. he was like you know was there any safety procedures when those people were like getting in the scene? He's like, no, 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 no. Like, what would have happened if it went wrong? He's like, oh, they would have died. <laughs> Pretty mental. Um, and did you know the you know the main actor in it who plays the maid? She is not an actor before. Oh yeah, you can. T I mean, you can tell it was such a, like a subdued performance. It was like she was just. It wasn't like it didn't feel like she was acting at all. Yeah, it felt like she was just 
existing on screen or something it was her performance was so good yeah. and at times very intense yeah. <laughs> like there are times where i was like oh like yeah you know like not even like crying or whatever just like you're nearly like squinting at the screen going <laughs> oh my god this is a lot to take in because she doesn't say anything and i think often when actors don't say anything you put so much on them you put your mm. feelings of the situation on them and yeah like you obviously just make it really extreme and yeah and then there's sometimes she breaks and then when she breaks into tears or something like that it's it's rough it's yeah a rough ride yeah because she's like so quiet the whole time when she is exposing mm. like her emotions you're really like oh god yeah oh no <laughs> she's a very strong little woman um a funny thing uh about it as well there's a scene at the very start of it where there's a puddle and the camera's looking at the puddle and then a plane flies over and you see the reflection of the plane in the puddle and the plane's very high up in the sky and i saw someone on the um carmode mayo show rang in and was like i really want to know like how how did he time that so well that he'd be able to aim the camera at the puddle and have the yeah. plane go over a perfect time and mark mode is like it's a cgi plane like it's not <laughs> it's not a real plane like that's not that hard like they're like imagining like looking at the tie like the plane schedules and I stuff thought that. Really? yeah i watched it and i went oh how did they do that yeah just waiting for a plane to go across in the perfectly placed puddle no no no. he's like it's clearly a cgi plane <laughs> well maybe it isn't like maybe it's uh no, yeah, I, I thought that as well. But yeah, it, no, it's just a CGI plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you think, like, what, what what would you think the decision to to make it black and white? Do you think as a... As a yeah, I, I mean, I guess, like, it's hard to do black and white, but yeah, it was it was, it was really good. It looked really nice. It's uh, interesting. The shadows like, and the tones and everything like that looked really good. Mexico's quite a colourful place, too. Mm. So it's funny. It's interesting that, you know, even you can tell out of the walls and even the cars and a lot of stuff going on. You can tell that the scenes would have a lot of color and vibrancy in yeah. them. And I yeah. guess like what, what, I don't know, is there some, what, what, what would you say your artistic reason for removing the color is to focus more on the. I'm not sure. Maybe just like, uh, tones, maybe like skin tones. Cause that's maybe an important part of it. Like you can see the, the, the like more indigenous skin tones and the, and I don't know, I feel like faces kind of look more emotional in black and white. Mm. Uh, when you have like an eyes, I think in, in black and white eyes look so expressive. Yeah. Uh, when it's done well, I think it's like black and white is obviously really hard to do. Um, and to do it well is very difficult, but it looks, I think it really pays off. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. There's just an atmosphere with the black and white film. Mm. And they almost seem more ageless or it's not set in a certain time. Yeah. Uh, Cause that film is obviously like kind of a bit of a period piece about i don't know when maybe the 70s mm. 60s 70s 80s i'm not really sure when i think maybe like 60s 70s but it could have been about 10 years ago it could have been about like 15 years ago it kind yeah. of like ha- has a timeless feel and i think sometimes that's because of the black and white element yeah i didn't really actually pick up any um i know i think that the, the era that it was set in it was not something i ever even really thought about yeah. while i was watching it maybe yeah. that is because of the black and white i was just like taking things as they yeah as they came at me um, another movie that is set not quite in Mexico but on the border of Mexico is El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. Um, you were quite excited about this one. Not at all. I mean, I wasn't a fan of Breaking Bad, and I don't know why you made how, a movie. How much about of it, it did you watch? I didn't watch any of the film, and I no. I mean, watch. the Breaking Bad. How much did you watch? I watched ah, uh, I watched uh two and a half series of Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, that's fair. You can, you yeah. can, you can. Thank you. 
You're the first person to say that. Well, like if you watch two and a half seasons, it's not like you watch an episode and thought, yeah. oh, this sucks like I did with Game of Thrones. No, but, uh, I, I appreciate you saying that. Most, but it's, most it's, people tell me to persevere and keep going. And I'm like, no, I just don't like it. What's your issue with it? It's really slow. Um, don't like the characters. And uh, that was it, really. I think it was really slow. Don't like the characters. And I thought, I was, thought, I was just like, I can't deal with this guy anymore. Heisenberg. And, uh, yeah, Heisenberg. He pissed me off to no end. I thought it was really boring. Uh, How is it boring? It's yeah, such an really exciting boring. show. Yeah. I don't know. There was one episode where he just followed a fucking fly. That's series three. Um, yeah, he just followed a so fly. you watched more than two series. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I really did try to give it a go. And uh, and now I've turned very hard against it because I gave it a real hard try. And people constantly say, oh, you just didn't watch enough or oh, you didn't. And I'm like, man, yeah. I'm allowed to not like it. I just you, didn't like it. You have it. to watch more than half of it too. Yeah, <laughs> I've wasted like fucking... 30 hours on this shit. Did you never get anything out of it? Like, did you, like, I thought the first series, like, very good. Yeah, first series was fun. I think that's why I kept in. But then it turns into something else. Mm. It turns into something different. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to be this cool guy uh, doing chemistry shit that, like, beats the gangsters. Like a but, science program. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> then it just it becomes, like, this weird different thing. Yeah. And I wasn't into it. Well, here's the movie. Let's see what I thought of the movie. So I just watched uh, El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, and yeah, I liked it. But um, I would say it would have absolutely no appeal whatsoever to someone who hasn't seen Breaking Bad before. Um, it's so like it it begins like literally. It's basically just the next episode in the show. Like it's basically just a two hour long episode. It begins like immediately after. Like, pretty much the opening scene of the film is, like, the last scene of the last episode of the show. Which is a crazy thing to do, because the show came out so long ago. Like, when, when I think, what, like, 2011, maybe? The show finished, like, eight years ago. And then to have the movie released eight years later that continues, like, right after. Like, it's not like you rewatch series. Well, some people do, but it's not like you rewatch series that much. But So for the whole thing, for some reason, my dad has, like, a photographic or cinema graphic memory of um breaking bad so he was able to answer all the questions but for so much of it i was like what's going on who's this guy what happened here what i can like so much of it you had to like remember the show which is just a crazy thing to do but it was good like i liked it a lot um but it very much brought to mind what you said about the downton abbey movie as in what like it's it was very much just like an episode of a show rather than a movie i remember we discussed like what's the difference and i realized one of the differences is just pacing like there's so many long scenes that kind of like were nice to watch but like they didn't seem like they were in a rush to go anywhere if you know what i mean like just funny little like errands or side things that they do in this film that are kind of nice but like i was kind of like this doesn't really contribute anything to a story it's just them doing stuff which i liked because i like the characters and like breaking bad but it definitely didn't have a very cinematic feel. It just it really just felt like just another episode, um, just another episode of the show. And because it continued right after, it basically follows one of the characters. It basically, it was just like they were like, "Oh, let's just let's just make the actual series finale of Breaking Bad now." Well, that's basically what it was—the eight years later series finale. Um, but yeah, good. If you like Breaking Bad, I'd say watch it. Okay. Yeah. I said I said basically a lot there. No, yeah, we should get a basically counter. Yeah, I was actually trying to count it on my hand, but then I stopped kind of paying attention to myself because <laughs> I knew I knew my own opinion. Um, but basically, it's uh, 
Yeah, it, it's 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 weird. It wasn't it was like you know the way sometimes even with with if they turn a, a show into a movie, they'll change like the aspect ratio or something or make it look more widescreen or something. This was literally just Breaking Bad, another episode, and the the level of referencing to stuff that had happened maybe like one or two episodes previous was mm. so heavy and like so many subtle references or people doing things based on stuff that had happened in the last episode yeah. i was like what is going on it's such a bizarre thing to do like yeah. so much time has passed since that show ended so it sounds like it was really it's it's an episode it's an episode yeah it's not like a, an episode of breaking bad is is an hour and this was two hours so it was just like two episodes at, at the end okay um that's interesting and also a lot of the film actually is events that take place even before the end of the the series okay so it's like events that are happening at the same time as events that happened in the series finale so like it's very much ingrained back in the show which is just like a bizarre thing if to i do. watch this and not like talking about whether i like breaking bad or not but if i watched this and had never watched breaking bad would i understand it absolutely no way really like like you, there's scenes you know there's scenes where you're like you know who are the good good guys and who are the bad guys or whatever but so much of like it starts and even where everyone is initially mm. like jesse the main character he's driving along a street which is where it, the series finishes you'd be mm. like where is he what's going on and then it shows flashbacks to stuff and you'd be like i don't know what any of this stuff is it would have no appeal at all to uh and even like he meets up with different characters yeah who you'd met in the show and it never does any job to explain who they are. So it's it's a weird thing to have done. But I guess yeah. they're purely catering to the Breaking Bad. Yeah, they must have known base. that uh, the people who are going to watch this that have already seen Breaking Bad. But they called it El, El Camino. Yeah. They didn't call it Breaking Bad. No. The movie or Breaking Bad season finale. Mm. filibuster fucking massive fill yeah. out all the holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird. It was like... But it was it good. Was, it was, like yeah, for it was a Breaking good. Bad fan, yeah, it was good. It was good. Like it was funny because it was nearly like, as I said, like they're not in any rush to go anywhere with any of the scenes. The st- there isn't even that much of a story in it. It's kind of like, you know, after the series ended, Jesse had a few, you know, ends to tie up, and he goes and ties them up, and then that's it. But like even there's bits where like he's he goes to someone's apartment, and like some funny little funny little things happen. It's kind of like just spending a bit, a little bit more time with these characters that were yeah. in the show and. Not really. What did your dad think? My dad thought it was boring. My mom loved it, which is weird. Okay, but your dad's uh, a Breaking Bad fan. Yeah. And he didn't like it. Uh, he says that was boring. Um, yeah. It was funny as well to watch something because a lot of the humor is kind of stupid in Breaking Bad. It was funny to watch a film, which is basically an episode of something that I watched like, I don't know, eight years ago <laughs> when I was a lot younger. And I was like, this show is actually kind of dumb. Like, And then uh, I was like, I guess I was just younger me. <laughs> Watching it, being like, oh, yeah, it's funny. A lot of stoners watch that show. Yeah, um, it not had a real... you were a stoner, but just a lot of stoners like that show. Yeah, well, I guess it's a show about you know drugs. Drugs yeah, are yeah, cool, yeah. and like you know, it like stonery kind of characters in it and stuff. So mm. I guess just young. I don't know. It just appeals to the young. It, kind I'd of love more. to watch the last episode of Breaking Bad, and you have this scene of Jesse, the Jesse character, driving off in a car. And then immediately cut to the first scene of El Camino, and all that's changed is he's aged eight years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, that ride is a long ride. Like, um, but yeah, you, I'd say, just never ever. Okay, I'll never watch this. You never watch Downton Abbey. Deal. 
Deal. Yeah, okay. we can shake on that. Sounds good. <laughs> so what are you, do you have any film plans for the next while? I, I want to get back into the cinema. Um, I mean, it, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I spent a long time in the cinema watching um, The Irishman, but yes. I w- you know what I'm feeling like? I'm feeling like watching some big, you know, escapist uh blockbuster yeah i kind of want to watch all the harry potters before christmas um i want to just watch some stuff that i can turn my brain off to yeah uh, that's what i'm feeling like right now okay um winter movies for me yeah big winter warmers kind of not think about them stuff what about mm. you i think i'm gonna go see that le mans 24 hours film oh where it's it's christian bale and he's gonna try and beat Ferrari in Le Mans twenty four hours driving a Ford. Uh, it looks good. Went, th- Brad Pitt or not Brad Pitt? Sorry, um, uh, Matt Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it looks. I actually just kind of want to see it because I like. It's, you know why I said Brad Pitt? Because Matt Damon is acting as Brad Pitt in that film. Yeah. <laughs> you look yeah. at the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He's playing a Brad, Matt Damon as Brad Pitt as <laughs> yeah. yeah this guy. But no, it looks you cool know Southern strong man. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it looks like a complete pile of American cheese. But like, I just like. Um, I just like skinny Christian Bale speaking in a Cockney accent. That's something yeah. I want. I'd happily watch for a while. So yeah. that's why uh, I'm going to see it. it. It's uh, I'd say it probably won't be very good, but it'll. I yeah. I mean, I probably will watch that. That's kind of like the escapist stuff I'm looking for. Mm. Um, I I I really would want Ferrari to win that one. I feel like I don't know the what happened at Le Mans '66, but I really want uh, Ford not to win in that yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> feel like. I don't. Really, I associate Ford with like just the Ford Fiesta, yeah, which is a, a quite an old car, I think. But Ford in my head is very much a just a car that you know families own, and yeah. a Ferrari is a <laughs> is a car that rich people own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I would like the rich people to win. The poor- <laughs> <laughs> I would be a man who favors the rich over the poor, <laughs> uh, universally. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The four people, they don't contribute anything. <laughs> the, the rich, though. They give us nice cars that we can't drive. Yeah, big, red, shiny car. Um, <laughs> you going to recommend any films for me to watch? Um, I don't know. I guess uh, I'm on the spot now. I haven't really thought of any film for you this week. Have you got any for me? I was. I asked you first so I could think of one for you. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't thought of any film for you to watch this week. Um, I guess, like, maybe... You could watch uh, the last film I recommended for you. Yeah, I haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to watch fucking Vertigo. The Rope. It was The Rope, yeah. It, I actually sent you a link. It was on, it's on YouTube. Oh, it's a list. Um, yeah, well, I'll do that. So uh, The Rope uh, on YouTube, it's, uh, it's really good. I watched it. Yeah. Um, it's very nice. Film. I'm going to recommend that you watch a film called Dior and I, which is about Raph Simmons, who's a creative director of... Christian Dior and he's doing his first fashion show as a creative director. It's a very good documentary set in Paris. He uh, does a lot of cool stuff. It's an interesting insight into the fashion world and you see all the seamstresses and all the people who make the clothes and they're just working away making these really nice clothes and he's getting real stressed out and stuff and it's a really good documentary and you should watch it. Okay, cool. Dior and I. All right, Dior and I. Um, And should we do a recommend to the audience? Can we do a recommend like to our listeners, the people who've gotten this far? Can we give the recommend to them? 
And uh, this is like a new thing I'm making up on the spot. But we recommend a movie for them. And then they uh, send us voice messages saying what they thought of it. I mean, I kind of always thought that what we recommended to each other was was just a tool that we use to recommend things to the audience. Well, I just because we after the last podcast that we did, we watched mm. a film called um, Beware of uh, Mr. Baker. Oh, yeah. And it was it's a really good film about uh, Ginger Baker, who was the drummer for Cream and, and also drummed with Fela Kuti and was one of the most influential sort of rock drummers. Mm. And it's a great documentary. You can get it, you can get it on YouTube. And uh, we recommend that. That's the MK Ultra recommends. Like. Yeah, check it out. Um, yeah, and until uh, thanks for again, thanks for making it this far, everybody. Um, follow us on the Instagram at MK Ultra Film. Like and subscribe, and give us a five star review on on iTunes. And um, yeah, just have a good one. Yeah, I think I I'd have to say anyone who's listened this far to the end of the episode certainly has to give us a, yeah. give us a what five are you star doing review. here yeah what like, are you doing uh, otherwise like fucking what minute are you we're at like an hour yeah what are you doing this far in if you're not going to review yeah you, you gotta think about your life if you spent an hour with people who you wouldn't give five star reviews for rethink your fucking life buddy. yeah jesus <laughs> bye